And good morning, everyone, and welcome to the man, the man, oh, all things SR podcast. <laughs> well, it is all about the man, right? It is about the man. About the man, it, the myth, the legend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good morning. That was awesome. That was fantastic. Yeah. See, I'm, hey, you could you could have been talking about the Florentine series, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good to see everybody this morning. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Betty's saying Pam is hanging out with Nicholas, and it's great to see Betty and Annabelle, Lori and Ashley, on this bright, fine fall morning. It is a great morning. <laughs> and as Lori says, the, the. man. <laughs> Well, how do you know I'm not hanging out with Acacia? (laughs) (laughs) Because Betty knows you. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Although, although I will say three years ago today, I was at uh, uh, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris going to mass at uh, lunchtime, which was something incredible. But in any event. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. And I... I can't believe it's been three years since your European adventure. I know. I know. I can't either. And I wish I was still there. I know. Oh, so I know. Good. Anyway. Again. It happen. If she again. will be. And I, I see Karen's just joined us. So good morning, Ms. Karen. Good to see you, KK. Um, pouring coffee for all of you. I've already given Ashley her iced coffee. And good. I know, Betty, no coffee for you. Just tea. Tea. Um, so welcome. I and Annabelle, thank you for uh, sharing that. Susie 
may not be able to join today. She has a birthday party in mm -hmm. uh, Australia because it's Saturday night, mm -hmm. and she sends her apologies if she misses it. So no thank you for sharing the message. Um, she can always listen to it, as you all know, um, after the fact, either on Mixler or iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and now Amazon. Amazon Music Podcast. Music, yes. So very excited about that. So, so Pam, so the, what's so the what news? happened this week? Yeah, was there anything that happened this week? <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, <laughs> there's been a lot that's going on in the news right now, but right, uh, right, especially in the U.S. It's been oh, it's been a, a wild, wacky news cycle in the United States this that week. Is very true. I that is I, very true. I presume that most of you have seen that news. Our mm -hmm. president, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> not unlike what's happened in the UK many months ago, our president and his wife have contracted COVID. Yes. So we actually are hoping that they all have a good recovery. Um, and anyone with COVID can recover because it's a really terrible um, it's very true. illness. Even though we might not yeah. all agree with him politically, nope. we are all sharing good wishes for him, but we for do him, wish him to be safe. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know. Somebody's saying something about a trailer. Do you, do you remember seeing a trailer? <laughs> I do, in fact, and I have a story to share. I have to thank Ms. Kenzie uh, for texting me. Um, you may have noticed I've not been online and on social media as much because I've been very, very heads down with work. Mm -hmm. And Kenzie texted and said, oh, the trailer's coming, the trailer's coming. So... Um, I was fortunate I didn't have a meeting and I could take a few moments to watch it when it landed. And oh my I gosh. Know. I know. It was. As Annabelle says, the flipping trailer. Ashley says, trailer, 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 best trailer <laughs> ever. Um, Lori but, says, beautiful trailer with the heart. And Betty said, maybe Julia and Melanie, a.k.a. Gabriel and Julia, made our hearts go at 100 miles an hour with the new trailer. That's true. But sadly, and, there was not enough Paul or any yes, Paul in this particular no trailer. No Paul. No Paul in part three. But that's true to the book, right? I mean, yeah. there is no Paul in part three, really. Um, well, Paul's just always maybe there. a sliver. Yes. Paul but, is always there, especially for Betty. <laughs> I know. I know. Lori, I'm not sure. Kenzie might just be sleeping in today. Sometimes she does that, and yeah, she'll listen to the podcast later. later on. But... Yeah, sometimes like I'll text her, uh, wakey, wakey, before we start. And sometimes she gets it, and then sometimes an hour later I get, oh, I, for I didn't wake up. So... <laughs> Any event. Ashley saying, my reaction to the trailer in the chat, ladies, along with my latest Gabriel Inferno edits because of the trailer. Um, I can't wait to Ashley, see those, Ashley. Your edits <laughs> she, were beautiful. She posted it. Yes, she did. <laughs> They're beautiful. They're, they, she posted them in the chat room. So. Annabelle says, Gabe's in the Prada glasses in the car and outside Richard's house really made the temperature rise. I know. But oh. for me, it's him looking at her. In Florence, and also looking at her over that when as he drank that darn glass of white wine. Do you guys know. know where I'm talking yes. about? Good yes. Lord. Uh. 
Well, for me, I didn't get really get to see the uh, uh, trailer in, uh, right away because I was in a doctor's office with my neighbor, <laughs> and the doctor was talking to her. So, oh, gosh, it's like the worst possible thing. Yeah, you know, so do you watch the trailer with the sound on with the doctor who's not going uh, <laughs> to not going to want to hear any of this? So, <laughs> How could they not want to hear? <laughs> well, if you could see the doctor, you'd understand. Um, and that's not because he's good looking, but not that he's terrible. Pam is on either. fire today, folks. Just... <laughs> oh gosh, sorry, he, Pam. He was a nice. He's a nice. He's a nice man. Let me put it that way, uh, and just leave it at that. So. Yeah, and Betty said she was actually at the pharmacy. And uh, <laughs> regarding Paul, she said, say what? Paul is always there. But That's right. But he's not in Tosca's radar like me. That's well, correct. No, but it, Paul is not on most people's radar like you, Betty. No, that's, there's a few. that's very true. There's that's a few. Um, Paul was out buying rabbits for Betty, Annabelle noted. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley said the scars part made her weep. Uh, and Annabelle saying, Jesus H. Christ, the eye contact. I mm-hmm. know, right? Oh. Well, He's so intense. Such a beautiful portrayal. His intensity is so spot on. Well, since and last the line, year. I hope my I found my hope when I found you. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Lori says it brought tears to my eyes. It moved me and absolutely, absolutely. It was it was so beautifully done it and was. beautifully shot. Um, Ashley said, had full emotional breakdown over the trailer. Not the ideal place for watching a trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Betty noted. Um, It's like being in a doctor's office with the doctor talking to the patient. You're sitting there and you're like, (laughs) oh, God, help me. Anyway. I know. I know. And I see that Monica's joined us. uh, And Yvonne and Claudia. And Claudia. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Good afternoon, I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Claudia. uh, One thing she's also overseas. One thing I did notice in the trailer in one scene, um, Julia was wearing Grace's earrings. Yes, I did catch that. Oh, and she had the scarf on. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. The blue scarf. I thought that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh. Annabelle said, uh, Julio has unveiled a new look on social media this morning. The beard is gone and the hair is shorter. Uh-huh. So take a look. I, I, I like his hair a little longer. I'll be very honest with you. Uh-huh. But I, you know, I digress on that. And <laughs> but the beard. <laughs> now, he has spent enough time in the sun uh, this summer on the water when he's had breaks in filming that I'm wondering how much more he's going to have to go to because I'm sure the beard did not let the face, rest of the face tan. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll be out on the water and he will be all tan and beautiful in mm-hmm. no time. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, Ashley also noted she really liked, to, she caught the eye, the, the pearls caught her eye, so mm-hmm. she saw that. Monica agrees yeah. with you. She likes way longer on Julio. Mm-hmm. And uh, Annabelle says, I think they're going to have to pale him up. Well, <laughs> well, it depends on whenever when, they get back to shooting. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Claudia says, yes, he seems like Gabriel in the orchard now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ashley says she loves Julie and the pearls and loves her outfit during the Simon scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's And yes, I mean, lest we forget, Simon, uh, Simon does appear in part oh, yeah. three. And did you and see all his, of his evilness? Did um, you see uh, Rhett Wellington's tweet this week? <laughs> no, I didn't. What did he say? <laughs> he, he mentioned the part three trailer was coming out and uh, please don't hate me type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we could hate him. I mean, we could hate the character Pop Simon, That's but man, he's, he brought such... Uh, I from what we've heard, right? We haven't seen mm-hmm. besides the trailer, but he brought a lot of, he just brought everything to it and played the evil Simon. Yes, um, he did. To his best ability. But I, as I understand, he's quite, he's quite a charming person. So <laughs> we will not hate you. He, he does a lot of we'll music just hate too. Your character. If you ever follow him on Instagram, he does a lot of music. He's been doing some videos on that and uh it just it, he seems to be an interesting person so yes we will yes. not dislike Rhett we will dislike Simon correct and uh Betty's saying Pam we're all going to develop a face mask Pam line whether we like it or not um uh-huh. Annabelle and Annabelle's noting that uh the blouse was like the one Dakota Johnson had in 50 Shades Free yes it was so, a little bit some, yeah. I, yeah I was going to say someone else had made a comment about that um, and Mon says, yes, he is tall, um, which is great. <laughs> Sorry, Simon. Uh, You're no, strunzo. can do. You're a strunzo. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's saying, naughty Simon is here to stay. Yes. And Ashley, yes, we hate the character, not the actor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a love-hate-love relationship. That it will said. be. So, yeah, the trailer, phenomenal keep watching it keep sharing it yes because let people be, know about it the more the more views it gets the better off the more it goes more out there into the ether when people are searching and uh, hopefully we'll you know funnel traffic towards passion flicks so they can uh, watch all three parts <laughs> of gabriel's inferno which could be great <laughs> Yes, Annabelle says, yes, we want to hit a million. Yes, we do. Which I think with those scenes and that, oh, just the beautiful backdrop of Florence. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. I just, that's for me. And the music. I mean, I'd be remiss without mentioning the music. Just. Well, I can't wait to see the hotel because I was there three years ago. And last year when they were filming in Italy, uh, they... Julio was talking about what he does for his fibromyalgia, which are ice baths. And uh, I happened, you know, people are trying to figure out where he was. And I knew exactly where he was by the (laughs) walls. Because he was at the hotel, uh, gallery gallery hotel art, hotel gallery art. I always get that confused, but but I know exactly where it was. And it was... uh, the room was very much like the one I had when I was there. So I love it. As yes. Claudia says, lucky Pam. I know <laughs> Claudia. She didn't take me. <laughs> Anybody could have come with me. I know. The timing was just not right for me. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Next time. 
Um, and I did just, lest you want to watch it while you're listening to us on the podcast, I just put the trailer uh, link into uh, the chat box. So cool. um, enjoy. And Annette and, uh, is here. Are you also in Walmart this morning? <laughs> yes. Annette, are you, are you listening to us in Walmart? Um, just let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And I'm la- I, I love the fact that um, Ashley said, I have to be grateful to YouTube to leading me into Gabriel's Inferno. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that- I'm hearting that, Ashley, because that's actually, you're actually the first one I've ever heard found, you'll find your way through, uh, through YouTube to mm-hmm. the community. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, and Betty's saying maybe Julia and Anna went to the same specialty shop to buy their undergarments, but maybe Julia skipped the toy shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Lori says it would be great if we went together to Florence. <laughs> we would definitely do some podcasting. Oh, yes. Well, I did podcast, actually, from I Italy know. and that France. That was really cool. That was very, very cool. Yeah. And France. Mm-hmm. Um awesome. Claudia says she's only ever seen the hotel from outside. Oh, that's so cool. It is cool. Claudia, I mean, you have you know, such the, a beautiful country. Oh, the inside is is a little bit smaller than you can imagine than you think. When because when you're outside, you see this big like glass enclosed room, and that's part of the uh, restaurant. Um, but you walk in, and the lobby's not that big. They've got paintings over there. I think they were the ones that were there from when I was, was, Mm -hmm. um, uh, the crazy blonde Andy Warhol. Oh yeah. I think they had some Warhol paintings up and then, you know, you're in the lobby. If you go to the right, you're going to go into their restaurant and to the left is what they use as a library or a place Mm. where you can just go sit. And in the morning, that's where they have all the breakfast. So, which was, Uh. mm -hmm. And then the elevators are tiny, (laughs) especially when you have luggage, um, Mm -hmm. which I didn't have a lot of, but still. um, So that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was a a great stay. And uh, if if anybody, even if you only splurge for one or two nights, it's worth it. It is well worth it. It's a great Mm. place. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm hopeful that sometime we'll be able to go. And I'd like to actually have sushi in the restaurant. Oh, the too. restaurant's all Asian fusion, and it's really cool. Some really mm-hmm. good stuff. Oh, it sounds just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm laughing, too, because Betty just Betty said, I think my first stop would be at the gelato shops mm-hmm. if she was there. Oh, I love it. Now, I know SR had, had recommended uh, one in particular, and I'm not sure which side of the Arno it is, but they're, they're all over the place. Mm. And, uh, and it's, Annabelle's it's noting good. that she had gelato in Florence, and it was amazing. So maybe you stopped at the same gelato shop as SR. Think uh, about that. Well, <laughs> I don't think I did because I think his gelato uh, place is over towards Santa Spirito. If Susie was here, she'd be able to tell you because I know she went to that one. Um, but oh, I, right. I went to one uh, not far from the Ponte Vecchio, and it was it was actually really really good. Mm. And you know, it's so so confusing walking around there because you've got alleys and streets and alleys that cross over and around, and 
so yeah, yeah, like one day I was walking, I was trying to figure out, it was like my second day there and I was out and I was walk, just walking, trying to figure out where I was going and didn't realize how close to the Uffizi I was. So, I mean, it's like over a block, not even a block, like one street over from the hotel. Uh, that so. location was so good. Mm -hmm. Um Claudia noted the restaurant was closed in July. Oh, no, Claudia. That's okay. Thank you for letting me know. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it will reemerge or if they're going to change it. And uh, she said she has never seen so much July <laughs> as she did when she was there. Annabelle's saying, 2021, I really need to go back. Mm -hmm. And Betty noted maybe it would be better to stay at Willie's Villa. Well... I, that would have been very nice, um, but you have to have a special invitation from Willie in order to stay <laughs> in his villa. But it's, you know, I had gone on a, um, I, I did this cooking and gelato making class, pizza and gelato. And they took, take you up uh, past the, um, what was it, the Piazza Michelangelo. And... It was the worst walk because you have to walk from the main street down to the house. And I was like, Ugh, the entire time. <laughs> walking down wasn't bad. Walking back was the problem to get to the bus. Anyhow, well, you got to walk off all that gelato. You do. Right? You do. But, you know, you're only given a small amount of time to get to that bus. And the next thing you know, it's like you've got to climb climb a mountain of stairs, literally, uh -huh. and then up a, a, another hill to get to the main road. And I was like, oh, my God, where's my oxygen tank when I need it? <laughs> <laughs> Claudia is saying the Piazzale Michelangelo. Right. But, uh -huh. it was, but when we, you know, what's neat is that you can, you know, you can take a bus or whatever up there. And when I was at the, uh, play the, place where I was making this stuff I could just imagine as I'm standing out in the yard because or out they have outside the building where you make it you just saw into Florence from this hill and yeah. you know the the garden they had olive grove they had uh, uh, a garden of vegetables and fruits and pomegranate trees which I'd never seen in my life so that was very cool and other stuff. So you're looking down through all this, and then you see Florence off. And mm. I could just imagine Willie standing there and staring out at, at his city. That whole line, from, that whole thing from the book just rang in my head. So. Well, and when you described that before, when we were talking, uh, when you were traveling mm -hmm. and when you returned, it, it you painted such a vivid picture. I am sure that's... You know, I, I could envision how mm -hmm. how the vista is. And oh, if you've yeah. looked at if you've seen any travel shows about Florence, you you see spots where they they do the filming, and you can see like Willie. Um, oh yeah, know, walk up at the Duomo. surveying his kingdom essentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and Annette, I agree. She says, "My fear is I will get to Italy and never want to come back." Annabelle said, "Snap, Annette, the whole country is on my bucket list." There's an <laughs> account on Instagram called. IG.Italia that shares the most beautiful images. So mm -hmm. I think everybody will start following that and oh, that's yeah. going to check it out. And as Betty says, Lucky Raven, she gets a ride from Willie. The rest of us have to walk. 
Yes. And Mm -hmm. Claudia says she walked and when she arrived at the top, she was panting and sweating. Uh I can imagine Uh the the hill looks very, very steep. Uh Um, It reminds me of walking up to the top of the Acropolis in Athens. (laughs) It is not for the faint of heart. Um, Nor is is very, very steep on 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 marble. Um, But well worth the journey. Oh, and Ashley's planning a trip to Florence in two years, which is her goal. Fantastic. That's Keep terrific. us posted on that. Yes. Um, because we want to hear all about your journey. And I'm sure you're going to be able to capture it beautifully with your uh, creative eye. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see that. Um, it would be great if we could all go there together. I would love that. I know. Um, we just need to win the lottery, Pammy. Win the lottery and maybe plan a group trip. I know. I, the group trip is something we, you and I have talked about trying to organize. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned, ladies and knows. gentlemen. We may try to do something. One never Some knows. kind of SR con or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll have to think about it. Yes. Anyway. In all of our spare time. <laughs> <laughs> so Betty's looking for Nike stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle says a group trip would be amazing. That would be Ashley so much fun. Yes, it would. We'll have it to think be. about it. And it would have to be something we set out far enough in advance so, so people can, can save money. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, after all this all this pandemic stuff is is under control. Yes. Absolutely. So Annette says, I'm up for that. The is our tour guide. Well, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Maybe maybe he could show us Italy, show us Rome, or meet us meet us for dinner in Rome or something. That would be very, very fun. If he's not And Betty says, we might need bail money. I'm sure that SR would be happy to supply the bail money. (laughs) Yes, he's already offered in prior trips that Pam and I have taken. He did. (laughs) Annabelle would sell a kidney for that trip. (laughs) (laughs) I might too. I might have to. I was. Anyway. Oh, I'm sticking to the. I'm sticking to the, uh, the lottery. Lottery. <laughs> keep, your, keep your kidney. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Annette, Annette says she'll behave. I don't know, Annette. We'll <laughs> see about that. <laughs> you are from New Orleans, after all. You That's have a right. reputation to maintain. <laughs> and you know there there are a lot of outdoor cafes. It's a lot of fun. And also yeah. the wine windows in Florence now. So <laughs> I know. See what see what the trailer part three has uh, done for us. We've, <laughs> you've taken our tour, already planned our trips to Florence, <laughs> um, based on that beautiful imagery. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the only news that SR had for us this month. No, this week. it is not. What else is going on nope. in the land of in the, SR? In the world of SR, we have uh, that he'll be chatting with Maritzel Abbey's Central American group on Facebook in Spanglish on October 18th from 2 to 3 p.m. That'll be nice. Yes, I'm putting that in here, too. Okay. And uh, he says, yeah, I know much more is going to be announced as we get closer to the release of Part 3 on Passion Flicks on November 19th. Anybody else need that date? <laughs> um, <laughs> what was that? What no, oh, November 19th. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, you guys, it's coming. It's coming yeah. soon. And, uh, we're it's not try- too far away. 
We do have the trailer out on our um, Twitter feed, and, you know, so please go ahead. Make sure you hit it every chance you get. <laughs> get that million. And yep. um, the movies actually are going to be, they're subtitled in, in a lot of different languages, French, uh, I believe Russian, German. Pol- Polish. Polish. Spanish. Spanish uh, Italian. Italian, Portuguese. And I, I may be missing uh, missing one or two, but we there are subtitles for the film. Um, yes, also, which is great. Yes. Really important. Also, there are new, um, there's new merchandise coming into the fat Passion Flick store in time for the debut, uh, including larger sizes for the hooded sweatshirts. I think the sweatshirts are going from uh, small to 4X now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And uh, especially for us Rubenesque girls, it's always nice. <laughs> Um, and also there are a couple of surprises coming. I love surprises. I do too. <laughs> and, you know, one of the surprises, <laughs> uh, might, might be coming from Julio and Melanie. We don't know yet. So hopefully mm. keep your fingers crossed and yep. hopefully that'll be, be good. Eyes on. open. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Betty is wanting to know if anybody is uh, planning to dress up as any of the characters for Halloween. Um, I have a standard Halloween costume that is (laughs) a uh, Renaissance dress. But I also I love it. I also have a Mrs. Claus dress. I also have uh, a couple of other things. (laughs) Um, One year. Hammond costumes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One year I went in a black costume with a cape and had more cowbell. I don't know why I did that, but I did. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I'm not planning to portray Julia or Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I most closely would resemble... I don't know if I could resemble anyone in the film, really. Mm-hmm. If I was younger, I could pull off Rachel, but I'm not her appropriate age. Well, I could, so I, I, could I could pull off uh, Catherine Picton. Yes, you could. You you definitely could. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I could just, I can even put a baby in my arms and just go, Hello, Claire, this is your Auntie Catherine. <laughs> you might have to use the voice when we get to that part of the chapter. Pam, I'll just say, <laughs> I love it. Um, Betty said that would might be fun to dress up as Professor Picton. Ashley says I'm going to try to do go for Julia getting the Gabriel sweater for part one and two. Yes, Julia, mm-hmm. I could see you pulling that off. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. What pants does she wear with the green sweater? Hmm, I don't know. I think jeans? one. I think on one, one time, she was in jeans. I thought because she was coming back from the library. Mm-hmm. But what was she when she was in the? Car- hmm. Too bad Kenzie's not here. I know. Because I she think could she tell would us. know it. That's okay. We'll, we'll find the answer. We'll find for you. it. I'm and... gonna make a note. Uh... <laughs> And it's halftime at the All Things SR Cast podcast. 
my gosh. God, God you forgive can never they ever. Get rid of, you can never get rid of that clock. No, I'm just saying. No. Never take it down. <laughs> and God forbid we, they should put the right time on. Because it actually is supposed to go on the hour, not on the half hour. I know. So, it's actually but, on the 35. Yeah, but. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Yes, Christmas time indeed, Betty. Merry mm-hmm. Saturday. Lori says. Gotta do it. Oh my gosh. The other day I I, uh, I said to SR, happy whatever day it was, and uh, the uh, clock in the Christmas <laughs> clock in the kitchen is wishing you a holly jolly neighbor. <laughs> I love it. Um, Lori, Lori, thank you. You're so kind. She said I could be Rachel. Thank you. Yes. Giving you big hugs for that. <laughs> um, Annette's saying she's going as Kenzie in the lecture hall. <laughs> <laughs> Betty says I could be a bystander at the cafe. Um, yes, you yes, actually were absolutely. a bystander at the cafe. I was too. You just couldn't see me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley says I think she wears skinny black jeans. Yeah, Annabelle, um, or Annabelle saying that to Ashley. And so we, we will confirm that for you. Um, and Annabelle says, Professor Payne and her you-know-what get-up. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you would be very popular in your neighborhood wearing that costume, Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's <laughs> Ashley saying, next paycheck, she's getting the green sweater for Halloween. It's mm-hmm. the extra paycheck month. I love this. And Monica, sa- <laughs> Monica says, I have a... Vlad Tepe's costume all year. I just need to draw a goatee and the mustache. Oh, Monica, Nothing send us wrong a picture. With that. That's going to be great. <laughs> Claudia says she's walking and laughing, and people are looking at her in a strange way. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Hey, nothing Betty wrong. says, is anyone planning on dressing up as Krista? Hmm. No, but boy, that would be a good that, costume. Yeah, I, if, if, I, if my didn't have such a Rubenesque figure that I liked. <laughs> wow, yes, because she is quite Margo she is quite, is quite petite. Thin. And Margot is very, very, very thin. Um a very uh, but that would be a great costume because of mm-hmm. the way her hair like I could totally I could totally see someone pulling that off. That's yeah. so great. It, you know, and it, it reminds me of um, what's her name from that movie with John Travolta. Um, oh, um, uh, yes, yes, it is. Was it a Quentin Tarantino flip? Pulp Fiction. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I've been to I've been to costume parties when people have dressed up as her character. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. You just need the right wig. If you don't have that haircut. That's right. (laughs) It could be Krista after having a few donuts. Well, you know, (laughs) a few donuts wouldn't hurt. This is true. So So shall we start chapter three? We should start. We should start. Because we have like 20 minutes left. I know. (laughs) Um, We might go a little longer. We'll see. So chapter three, as you recall, um, when we last left chapter one and two, they were in the hospital. Beautiful Claire was born. They were getting ready to bring her home. And chapter three is actually bringing Claire home. So we are all part of this beautiful journey, this very special moment in this family. Um, what is she doing? Gabriel and Julian are bringing baby Claire home from the hospital. And Gabriel wanted to know what she's doing. 
Um, you can envision in the back of the car, you have Mother Julia sitting next to the baby. Gabriel's driving, and of course, he, like any father of a newborn, he wants to know what his principessa is doing. And much like all newborns, she is sleeping. <laughs> Gabriel's having a lot of trouble keeping his excitement in check, and he's so, so thrilled and just in awe and completely in love with his baby. Um, that uh, you can just imagine, I can see this now. Gosh, I want them to option this book because seeing Julio as Gabriel, as a newborn's father, ah, it'll be, I'll be bawling the entire time. So beautiful. I would love to see a future scene as a teenager. (laughs) I know. Well, I'm hoping SR writes another book so we can see. And Annabelle's saying, Betty's saying, welcome to the slowest car ride in the world. And you are absolutely right. He is driving much slower than normal since everything he loved was in the car. That's right. And we actually asked SR. We said, SR, will Gabriel ever drive above the speed limit again? (laughs) And he said, not with a baby in the car. (laughs) So um, that was was so true. Um, And I'm seeing... Lori said, I remember coming home with our first baby. You do want to drive extra carefully. Yeah, it's you do. True. The first it's one just you do true. everything special with. Yes. <laughs> Claudia is saying driving very slow. Mm-hmm. And Annabelle says, I can see him driving very, very slowly. <laughs> and yes, and that's saying he won't be so happy in the teen years. No. <laughs> um, a snail is faster than Gabriel right now is what Betty said, which mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. And you know, Claire is such a beautiful baby. Her little mouth is in the pout, a button nose and pudgy cheeks. She's just so precious. Indigo eyes when she decides to open them. She also has wisps of dark hair that are peeking out of her little purple cap. Julia is sitting in the back seat next to the car seat, and her heart was so full of happiness, almost too much for one person. Um, and you can imagine that. I mean, and yeah. you're full of emotion and hormones at that point after giving birth to a child. And she's just so completely and utterly happy. And especially because her husband was even more supportive than she'd imagined. Both she and the baby were healthy. Mm-hmm. And she assured the professor who kept asking her every five minutes, how's the baby? What's she doing? <laughs> she said that she would tell him if she did anything cute absolutely it always cracks me up the first time you your first baby and everything is you're just like so protective all the time oh definitely and we have Susie joining us hi Susie I hope you had fun at your party um we're so glad you could join us we're we're in just the beginning stages of discussing chapter three as we fangirled about the trailer and planned our trips to florence mm-hmm. um so it's lovely to see you um and as annabelle says any offspring from that man is going to be stunning absolutely stunning. yes and and we asked SR, um why did you choose the name claire for the emerson's child and SR said that Claire was named after St. Francis's friend, St. Claire, who founded her own order of sisters who helped the poor. Mm -hmm. I think both Gabriel and Julianne credit their prayers in the Basilica of Assisi with the gift of Claire, which is why they named her Claire, which I think is lovely. 
And if you want information on St. Clair, SR, being the ultimate professor, supplied the link, which we put in here, and I'm hoping it takes you there. Yes, it does. And, you know, she's very interesting. Uh, She... When she was at a, uh, like a Lenten service, when she decided that uh, she was going to find, you know, St. Francis and dedicate herself when she was like 18. And so she left her father's home and, and she cut off her hair and all that kind of stuff. And she devoted herself to being a bride of Christ, which, uh, you know, is what nuns do, basically. Um, but she started this order and her sister had joined in with her and it's really, she's really an, uh, an interesting character. And I know that after Francis died, there were a lot of attempts to, from the popes to try to change that because they do take the, uh, num- the order that she started, they do take their vow of poverty very seriously. And the Pope was trying to change all that. So it's it. So if you get a chance to, you know, go through and take a look, she's uh, she was like a sister to Francis, and they were close friends, and you know, so she's she's really uh, great. So, and I actually I actually cut and paste what he wrote to us, so you okay. have it in the chat for those who haven't seen it. Um, Betty, yes, the boss thinks of everything. Of course, he was incredibly thoughtful in naming the Emerson's daughter. Um, and does it surprise you? He, again, the ultimate professor, I always say, um, I love the fact that he was sharing some of his thought process behind the naming of the character. Mm-hmm. Chiara in Italian, Claudia said, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Betty said, thank God he didn't want to give the baby an exotic name like Apple or North or Sun. That's true. <laughs> And Claudia is noting that the day of St. Francis, the same day, the feast day is yeah. tomorrow, the feast day. So, so I have to take, well, I should, t- I usually take all my animals. Um, there's for a, the blessing. For the blessing. Uh, I don't think the uh, two of the animals will make it, but Walter and I might, might take a, a gander at it. So see how that works. Aww. Well, and I have to say, Annabelle noted that St. Clair was born on July 16th, which happens to be the day before Gabriel, which is really incredible, Mm -hmm. Annabelle. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's very cool. Very, very cool. So as, you know, going, Gabriel liked to watch her to sleep and and, uh, thought that that little Claire was so fascinating. And uh, Julie had to remind him to keep his eyes on the road because you can't stare at a baby in the back seat and drive <laughs> from the front seat. <clears throat> you know, no matter how slow you go, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Um, so she remembered, uh, Julie remembers the first night she's in the hospital and looking over at Gabriel, just holding the baby on his chest and not wanting to put her down. And and uh, it was this, the sight of him, of Claire, holding Claire, reminded her of when Gabriel told her that he would never forget uh, the moment that uh, he and, and uh, Julia had made love for the first time in her face. So uh, that that was very special to her. 
and uh, she so she kind of got a little emotional, hormonal, and she hit her face by bending over the baby. So as they turn on the street and they get towards the house, Gabriel's yelling out, "What the hell!" And his mood, <laughs> his mood changed. <laughs> Rather quickly. Can't you see this scene <laughs> un- unraveling in front of you? I just can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and Julia's like, language, language. As if poor little Claire would understand, although you know, I know you don't want to uh, keep that stuff. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I can just imagine and she looked at the front yard and she's like holy shit because <laughs> in the front Absolutely. yard all you see are plastic shocking ping flamingos with a big sign in the front yard <laughs> the flamingos have arrived <laughs> congratulations Gabriel and Julia it's a girl and there were, there as, were, as Betty says, surprise, it's the flamingo invasion. <laughs> and as Claudia says, poor Gabriel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ashley says she can't wait to see Julio and Melanie do the flamingo scene. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. It would be fun for them to, that would be a fun thing for them to film too, mm-hmm. I can imagine. <laughs> and what music <laughs> they choose when they turn the corner. <laughs> so, but but Gabriel smirking, reminding her of the language and asking, <clears throat> "You weren't expecting this?" And she said, "No." She had barely <laughs> checked her email while she was in the hospital, and uh, then asked if he did this by maybe by maybe you know like from the university or or whatever. And uh, so, I I we asked SR, "What's with all the flamingos?" <laughs> And his response, he says, I just thought it was kitschy and funny. And there's a company in Ontario that does this. So I borrowed it from the real company. And before I'd even, we put that out to SR, I happened to be looking at, uh, you know, why flamingos. And um, (laughs) I found out that there are, there is a company in the Boston area that will do that as well. But also in my search, I came across the Urban Dictionary. Uh, And it's called the Urban Dictionary called it flamingoing. And (laughs) um, which I thought was odd because I wasn't expecting the response that I got. And basically what it is, is it's called flocking. And it's somebody puts however many... Uh, flamingos in a yard with the sign saying you've been flocked and you're so they they give you a suggestion of a pay and you have to pay for each flamingo for the company to come take it away mm-hmm. um that could be like a fundraiser type of thing absolutely um, i see interesting so many i it's it's funny i'm seeing everyone saying I wonder how many flamingos Betty says they will need to film this scene. And, and Susie said... <laughs> they could CGI. I ne- <laughs> yes, CGI. And Susie said, if I never see another pink flamingo again, it will be too soon. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Betty's saying maybe that would be a good costume idea, dress up as a flamingo. I could do that, Betty. I could totally rock the flamingo costume. Um, 
and Annabelle saying kitschy, funny, and so against everything Gabriel stands for. <laughs> well, <laughs> now this did not come <laughs> from the Urban Dictionary, but also yes, audio in my notes, Urban Dictionary is very useful. Yes, it and, is in and, many ways. And, and and Lauren also said you're a brave woman for looking up a term <laughs> like flamingoing on Urban Dictionary. Who knows what could have come up? <laughs> That's very true. Lauren, you're so you don't have to use the urban dictionary (laughs) to find out a lot more about flamingos, aside from the actual bird. It is also a sign for swinging. So (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) That's that's a little uh, Uh, beyond the pale. You put flinging, you put flamingos in a yard to show that you swing, so that. <laughs> Lori says, "Uh oh." <laughs> you know, it's like a key party Susie or says, whatever. I say what? So I thought that I I had wondered if SR had looked that up part of it at all, because <laughs> I saw this and I was like, swing. Perhaps. Perhaps you can ask that follow-up question. Uh, yeah, yes, I will. <laughs> and that was... Claudia says many naughty words in the dictionary. <laughs> that's true. And that was not in the urban dictionary. It was, no, on, no, it, it no. was on a couple of blog sites, actually. It's like, okay. And, and Claudia actually said in Italian, flamingo is fenicatero. Okay. Fenicatero. So... Um, yes, uh, everybody's laughing hysterically. Uh, flamingo is flamingo in Portuguese, Monica said. Everything sounds so good in Italian, Annabelle says. <laughs> well, then, Annette says. And um, Betty's like, well, that went in another direction. I bet Rachel wasn't thinking of that when she ordered all those flamingos. Annette says, no flamingos at my house. <laughs> I guess uh, I was flabbergasted. Oh, my gosh. In the words of Julia in this chapter, Ashley says, holy shit, LOL. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now, how did we go from talking about such a sacred, You know, a kitschy little bird you put in the yard and, you know, people (laughs) laughing in the As bringing home your first boy. Oh, my gosh. We're nuts. Only that was well. Urban only me would pick you. up on that. Yes, another chapter for your book, Pam. Um, I don't know anything about it. Trust me, that's not my scene. <laughs> that's not your scene, man. Um, and Monica says she likes their dance. It's the one I can learn. <laughs> that's your dance true. is cool. I love it. I love it. So as we're they're returning and uh, we're observing the flamingo invasion gabriel was really indignant he was not happy um surely surely Mm -hmm. gabriel knew her better than that to say that julianne that he would have planned this uh flamingo inversion uh, invasion um then that julianne thought so and he said the pink kitsch adorned their lawn everywhere Um, And her comment also reminded him of the email that he received because she was saying about the emails and checking the emails. Um, But Julian was laughing 
And so he got distracted again. Because remember, mm -hmm. last time we talked, he had this very important message he received, and he wanted to share it with her via email and from his email. And he kept getting interrupted and distracted from sharing it. So, um, and Betty's saying maybe Gabriel knew about the meaning of the flamingos. That's why he was so upset. Well, you mm. never know with Gabriel. Um, Ashley says, don't worry, Gabriel. Be happy. Mm -hmm. I know. And he is. But I think just that it was a shock to see all this flamingos. Yes. And Julianne laughed, saying that maybe it was the neighbor Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> and Pam, Pam was saying, yeah, I Leslie, knew you knew would you would have that. done that. <laughs> or maybe his colleagues from Boston University. And Gabriel reminded her that surely, surely they would send champagne or scotch, which is something <laughs> that I would do. Um, as he was about to tell Julian about the email, Rachel came bounding out the side door as he pulled into the driveway. So once again, he got distracted. Mm -hmm. Oh, Josie's, Josie, we are in the midst of the flamingo invasion. Welcome to the podcast. We also <laughs> talked about and fangirled over the trailer for part three. Um, all the links are above. So check out the chat and check out what you uh, missed. And you can always re-listen to us um, after the podcast. That's right. So we had asked SR to tell us a bit about their neighbor, Leslie. And uh, he said, I just imagined you living next door. I think you'd be a good neighbor, <laughs> which can I tell you? And let us tell you the story mm -hmm. that Pam and I um, went through with this, that th and this chapter kind of is the conclusion or the epitome of it. Yeah, it started about a year ago. I would say, right, a year. He was writing. Mm -hmm. He was writing Promise. And he, when we asked him questions for the podcast, he said, oh, and I have a surprise for you. So we're like, what is what this surprise? Is he What's he talking Because at first I thought, oh, maybe he's sending us a book or something. Yeah. And he mentioned it a couple times. And he said, yeah, you yeah, know, I'm writing and I have the surprise. And we're thinking, maybe... He's going to, maybe we'll make the acknowledgments in the book. That would be cool. Yeah, because he's acknowledged the podcasts before, the podcasters. Yeah, yeah. And um, he just blew us away. Like, yeah. we did not know until we got the arc. the arc and read it. And, I mean, I, it was overwhelming. It was. I just... I mean, we, I cried, like I could not believe it. Uh, it was, I, yeah, I was shocked. It, yeah. I, I, as, as, um, as I've said to him this week in the email, your surprise that you mentioned to Pam and I, as you were writing the book, completely exceeded our expectations. We never thought you would slip us into the Emerson's world. Um, right. It's beautifully surreal, incredibly unexpected and intensely kind. Yeah, it was. And, and he said to that, that's my pleasure. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I, 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 words can't express. Um, we just can't express it. it yeah, was, it's, it was so unbelievably unexpected. Um, and and know, it's something I I know that I treasure. I treasure it's, it as well. And that that is a gift. That is a true gift. Um, I do know that there were uh, two other people that we will mention down the line that were also included in the book but it, it was 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, um, I mean, I'm I'm holding the tears at bay today, as you know. I t- I I've been I can be quite emotional. Um, I it was it was every it was beyond. Even my husband was like, "Wow." Yeah. He wrote you. He could not. He's like, he wrote you in the book. He did. I said. I, I know, I, I just can't believe it. Um, so Betty says, I can already imagine Leslie drinking her coffee and spitting it out when she read that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wasn't reading my coffee when I read it, but I, I just, uh, it it caught my breath. Like it just, it was incredible. Um, and, and Josie, how beautiful that you're taking care of your sick friends. So I'm glad you could join us today. Um, in the midst of this. And that says, it's so wonderful. What a beautiful tribute. Susie saying very special, mm-hmm. amazing. Ashley mm-hmm. says, lucky lady, Susie said, absolutely. Um, we uh, can't even. Yeah, again. the appreciation. Words don't even awful. fully capture it. And I laughed when I saw Betty saying, I started clapping and jumping up and down when I saw, read your name, Leslie, kind of like Buddy and Elf. <laughs> <laughs> And Betty said, I was excited because we had just spent the weekend together and then I read you in the novel. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that, that was the other really special part of the movie, um, or the movie of the, of this, this, yeah, the story we had just gone to the filming and we were all together, Mm -hmm. um, on set with, you know, with the crew who we visited the set with and on our way back we met up with Nina because initially yes. Nina was going to be on set. She wasn't able to be on set. And she said, I want to connect with you guys. Um, cause so. we, I have something for you and we wanted to meet her. So we met at this diner and she pulls out the arcs, paper copies of the arcs and gives us all the books. Yeah, we and were shocked. we were shocked by that. I mean, that was, the, that was beyond anything we expected at all. We just really wanted to say hello and meet Nina. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then as Betty said, when we got home and reread it and saw that it was just yeah, it was amazing. unbelievable. Monica was saying that she bit her mouth when she read uh, her special part in the Roman. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you, you, Unbelievable. you know, you don't even think about that. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you read an author's work and, and you enjoy it and, and like what he does or they do. And then when all of a sudden you, you find out, you know, you're a character in the book, it's like, well, um, thank you. I mean, it just. Yes. And, and there have been other, I mean, Monica as and Darta, Andy. Um, Andy's name was written into the mm-hmm. book. There's been several others. Um, and, and Susie says, I'll look for my name next time. And <laughs> LOL, <laughs> I would not be surprised, uh, by that at all. And, uh, Claudia says, SR is always so kind, um, with me replying to my messages. Mm-hmm. Truly he is, he is, um, incredibly kind, <laughs> kind of like Bosley and Charlie's angels, <laughs> Josie. I, that's so, so funny. And she said, um, She's so happy for you, Leslie. Yeah. And um, Ashley said, I would have had a heart attack if my name is in this first book. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was that that intense of um, a power uh, and very powerful. Um, but I, as I've joked with Pam afterwards, 
if I would be Gabriel and Julia's neighbor, I would get nothing done. I would literally <laughs> be looking out the window every oh, You'd moment. be that peeping Tom neighbor with the, <laughs> <laughs> with I wouldn't the binoculars. Have, I, would, I wouldn't have binoculars. I wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> but I, I, I did tell SR if he was my neighbor, I would, I would always be uh, keeping him in coffee and scotch. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would definitely do that for him. So, and so. Monica's also saying that while it wasn't her name in the book, her passport was from Braga, Portugal, mm-hmm. which is where Monica's from. So that's, it's still an awesome feeling now to, to, to see, you know, relate to that be, be a character. Some of us are characters in real life too, but that's another story for a different time. Yes. As, SR told Susie he already used her as Suzanne Gabriel's mother. And right. Sus- Susie said, but I told him I'm not a Suzanne, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm laughing. Ash- uh, Ashley said she would have a telescope, not binoculars. <laughs> and Betty uh, <laughs> says, don't lie, Leslie, you would have a telescope. Well, you know, I think of that uh, with the telescope or the binoculars and the neighbor. There was a TV show when I was growing up called uh, Bewitched. Oh, yes. I love that. It might still be out there on rerun someplace, but they had a neighbor, Gladys, (laughs) who was always peering out at them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So it's, you know, the whole scene is is fun. And um, I I just, again, incredibly special uh, moment in in my life, actually. and as, as we're reading, of course, you're, you're imagining this whole scene with the flamingos, which is just <laughs> hilarious. And, and funny because I had a friend who, one of my roommates had a thing with flamingos. And when they were in high school, they used to go around like taking the flamingos from people's lawns and then, re, re, then putting them back. So flamingos always kind of had woven in and out of my uh, life anyway. Um, so it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, you can imagine Rachel smiling from ear to ear. So excited. And Gabriel shook his head saying, I think we found our culprit. Of course, Rachel did this. You could totally see Rachel doing this, right? (laughs) I love it. Yeah, definitely. That is definitely a Rachel move. And Julia gently said to him, it was kind of her to do this. Um, She's been going back and forth here and the hospital helping out. Gabriel knew. And Julia proceeded, even though. Um, and, and, and saying, even though, you know, the flamingos are tacky, tacky, you've got to be appreciative, but this is also the kind of thing a little sister would do to her brother, right? Just keep poking him oh, and she, she knows how to press his buttons. So again, if this, if this gets optioned and is filmed, I would love <laughs> to see, to see this portrayed. Cause I think it'd be really, really good. Yeah. It'd be fun. Um, <laughs> cause uh, Julia Mitchell Barrett would pull this off with with great aplomb perfect perfect. and julio would would be great at this too i could Uh, see i could see their interaction so gabriel lifts his chin saying i can be appreciative (laughs) (laughs) julia said in a believable way gabriel (laughs) as they found julia undid her seatbelt, leaned over the seat told him that she loved him and kissed his cheek saying how great of father and husband he was so i think that will help salvage and, and cool his ego a little bit um 
Then she suggested maybe they could just keep a few for the garden. (laughs) (laughs) And he glared at her. And again, you can see this is so true to the characters as they wrote them. Um, She's like, come on, I was kidding. And Gabriel said, fine. (laughs) And so he asked SR, "Um, and why is Gabriel just so offended by the flamingos? And SR said, Gabriel objects to kitsch particularly on his well-manicured lawn in Harvard Square. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I can just see that. (laughs) Which is so, so, so funny. Um, Ashley said she reread it. She knew Rachel had done it. (laughs) And... uh, <laughs> that, that part of Boston that they live in is very is considered like one of the Brahmin areas of Boston. Right. So it's very prim and proper and <laughs> not something it's so like funny. He hates tacky, a man after my own heart, Ashley said. And um and, Josie says, sometimes tacky is the most appropriate thing. Mm-hmm. And Betty said, I couldn't imagine Rebecca spending all that time and money on flamingos. Uh, and then Nett said, the outtakes of this would be hilarious. And, <laughs> and Claudia says, I think Tosca would agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> so adorable. Uh, yeah, the, and, their relationship is. <laughs> Annabelle, I don't think Colt Renfrew would have flamingos. <laughs> Except if they were on any Lily Pulitzer clothing, because sometimes right, that right. line will have them on their clothes. So and and how many people now see flamingos everywhere? After <laughs> I, I know, everywhere. everywhere, everywhere. I wonder if there's swingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw someone on uh, Baby Bibs. So <laughs> oh, okay, well then that's uh... <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> no, I don't think oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty says, well, Gabriel will be this stuck up when baby Claire makes him a macaroni art piece from school. <laughs> Absolutely not. He will no, call he will that, love that brilliant, uh, a brilliant artistic mind. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, Isabella's made me necklaces and Patrick, when he was a little boy, made me necklaces of macaroni and oh, yeah. bits and beads and whatever. And, and uh, I wore, I wore them proudly. I love it. At a, you know, to work, to anything. So, anyway. Uh, so, Rachel gives her brother this huge hug. He immediately went out the rear to the rear door to climb in. And uh, she's like, what took you so long? And, and he told her that they needed to check Julianne and Claire before they would release them. Which... You know, sometimes you wait till five o'clock at night while you're being released that day in the hospital. Uh, but when, you know, right. they also had to inspect the baby seat and the car seat and make sure it was all properly put in so that it wouldn't fly all over the car, whatever. Um, and she said, well, she told Gabriel to go to the other side because she was not moving. So she's cooing and playing with and looking at baby Claire and as she's sleeping. And so Julia reached across the, the seat, touching her friend's arm, saying that she loved the flamingos. Aww. Uh, and Rachel knew that Julia would appreciate them, and her dad was a little hesitant. <laughs> Richard. I wonder why. Because uh, <laughs> he knew his son. He knew. <laughs> <laughs> but she thought they were hysterical, and Scott even chipped in for them. 
you know, so she just wanted to make sure she got a picture of Gabriel and the flamingos so that she could send her, send the picture to Scott. And I'm sure he would have blown it up as a poster. <laughs> Anything to give that dig. That's um, right. So Julia removed the lavender cat. Now, I'm, I'm going to digress here a little bit. And I know we asked SR this, but he didn't really respond. But did you ever notice that throughout the Gabriel series, lavenders and purples all play mm-hmm. a big part of the story? I think Yes. Yeah. And you I know. think I think he chose he probably chose that because it is the favorite color of Julia, mm-hmm. but also because of what it represents in the symbolism. That's true. I mean, purple and especially like with the iris and that kind of stuff, they do have a lot of uh, different mm-hmm. religious uh, uh, meaning and a few other things. <laughs> so and so you know, Rachel uh, Claire's got a full head of hair and. So when the the cap's removed, she notices that there's a barrette in the baby's hair. And, uh, you know, some babies are born bald. Some babies are born with a lot of hair. I know my son was. Mm-hmm. My, my daughters were. My mother always, of hair. My mother always told me that when babies are born with a lot of hair, uh, that's the reason why you have so much indigestion when you're pregnant. Now... I don't know how, if that's scientifically a fact, but I can tell you that I think from like the second week I was pregnant through the the night before I gave birth, I had the worst heartburn every day. I lived really? on yeah, I not lived, for me. I lived on my Lanta. When wow. Patrick, yeah, when I was pregnant yeah. with him. Yeah, not at all. That's I, for me. Not once. I mean, not. A lick, and my kids had the fullest head of beautiful dark hair. Um, again, I, I lost the gene pool, as I, I, I as I say before, because my kids really look um, a lot like my husband. Um, and the I was just surprised because I I had heard that as well, but in my instance, I didn't have heartburn, and I was infinitely grateful for that. Oh no, that and was that was infinitely my... grateful. That was awful. (laughs) And Betty said, even if baby Claire was bald, Gabriel would think she was beautiful. Absolutely. Um, And uh, she also noted that lavender is also linked to spirituality, Mm -hmm. the color lavender. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Lori said hers had very little hair. I had very little hair when I was born. I was a real blondie, platinum blonde. little wisps of hair yeah Pat, um, Patrick was was platinum blonde too but he did have a lot of hair I can remember mm. when he was six or seven months old I had to trim it because it was down past his ears wow yeah, yeah. He, he grew he was born with a nice yeah. and that said her little guy had a nice bit of red hair when he was born she was so happy oh my gosh and your little guy's so darn cute and that mm-hmm. I can imagine and Josie noted you could try vinegar for indigestion. Did not know that. I didn't know that either. I thought that yeah. would give me more. I know. Well, who knew? Mm-hmm. Always, uh, there's always a lot of a wealth of information on mm-hmm. this podcast. That's true. Um, we try. So, so with all the hair, um, uh, and the the styling, you know, I just I just thought that was a beautiful moment with her and Rachel and. Mm-hmm. 
how she feels for her friend who wants to have a baby so desperately Mm -hmm. um, and how gracious she was and, and celebrating the joy of this beautiful baby. Um, So Julia said she needed to get Gabriel to take the baby out because she's not allowed to lift anything over nine pounds because of her stitches. And Rachel said that that's frustrating. That really bites. And Gabriel broke in saying no biting and telling Rachel uh, that he was really glad that she was there. And so was she. So you can totally see this, right? Mm -hmm. Gabriel's carefully unfastening the car seat, Mm -hmm. um, take unbuckling and getting little Claire out. And Rachel said, uh, no, I'm going to Claire, Claire into the house. She had none of it. She was there and she was going to help out. And that's what she did. Um, this totally delighted Gabriel who went to the door and held it open with Richard. So you can see Rachel carrying her niece into the house. It's just going to, uh, again, I see it in my head. It would be so beautiful to have this filmed. Um, this delighted Gabriel, and she carried the baby carrier with two hands into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Julia told her that she was glad she had stayed. Rachel was not going to leave without spending time with her niece, she said. Aaron had to work or he would have been there as well. It meant a lot to Julia, and as Rachel had been fielding phone calls, deliveries, and everything else. And it is really lovely when you have friends and family who can help during that really, really busy period. Um, you know, and as Annabelle says, she hopes to get that Rachel has her happy ending. I, I and we do too. Another reason why we want to have a book five. No and pressure I, there. I, no I, pressure there, SR. No. But just, and, just but putting I it out there. But I think he has notes for something for Aaron and Rachel. He has yeah. said in the past. Yeah, hopeful, hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, Annette says this whole scene was so touching. She had tears in her. She has tears in her eyes again. I know it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Rachel's going to introduce Claire to her first cosmopolitan. (laughs) And Betty says, I remember the first time I carried the baby carrier. I was not prepared for that. That carrier was heavier than the baby. Yes. That's why they don't want the newborn, the mothers um, carrying those because it's, it is a lot of weight. Um, Rachel told her, look, I'm here. This is what families do. Besides, Rebecca had been spoiling her with her cooking, which I could totally love. I wish Mm -hmm. I could go walk across, uh, walk across the yard and go have dinner uh, made by Rebecca. Um, You should see what she made for lunch. Rachel said the kitchen table had been set with their best China silverware and crystal. And there were pink balloons on Julia's chair, an arrangement of pink and white roses, food, flowers, and gifts covering the table. When a woman with gray hair and blue eyes stepped forward, saying surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's so characters. great. <laughs> I know. I know. This, this whole scene was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as Lori says, this is so great. When I reread the books, it's Julie and Melanie that I picture. Mm-hmm. And Betty's saying maybe Rachel could release a workout video for aunties while they prepare to welcome the business. That's <laughs> true. Yes. That is Very true. true. So, hello, hello, Lady Picton, yeah. Betty says. Mm-hmm. So Julia was surprised that, uh, and Catherine, I thought you were in Oxford, yes, Gabriel questioned her. And he gave her a kiss on the cheek because it was, you know, just so nice to see her. 
And uh, she said she had, uh, had been, but she had to come to Cambridge to see her goddaughter. Uh, Professor Picton embraced Julia, asked of uh, she could hold her, and of course, and Gabriel took her out of the out of the car seat and gave her a nice little kiss on the forehead and placed her into Catherine's arm. And as he did, Claire opened those great big blue eyes, and, and she heard for the first time, "Hello, Claire. I am your auntie Catherine." <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I knew you'd do it. That's well, yes. So the the baby, the baby just sort of yawned, (laughs) which I can only imagine. And uh, Catherine was very surprised that the baby's name was Claire, and she thought for sure it would be Beatrice. Uh, But she looked at, but she looked like Claire, so... Uh, She held the baby, telling her how much fun they would have. She would teach her Italian and all about Dante and Beatrice, and she would take her to Florence and show her where Dante lived. And as the baby stared at Catherine, she quoted, and I am going to butcher your language, Claudia, so forgive me. Donne chevette intellato d'amor, ivo con voi de me dana dare. Non percia crede sui lode finiri, man regnor per esvago lamente. Now, that's actually from uh, chapter 19 of Levita Novo, and it, it, it basically translates to women who have an understanding of love. I've with you and my woman to say, not because I believe this praise to finish, but to reason to deflate the mind. And, uh, you know, Gabriel had recognized those lines from from Dante. And uh, it was, Catherine quoted it, but it was about his um, praise for the lovely Beatrice. Oh, so. such a beautiful moment. Yeah. I mean, just such a beautiful moment. And um, I'm reading through, uh, Annabelle noted that Lady Picton's like the Dowager in Downton Abbey. Absolutely. Perfect, perfect. Um, and Annabelle also noted Catherine is there at all the pivotal and special moments, which I think is spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty St. Catherine is on a mission. She is ready to claim the job of godmother. Mm-hmm. And there is only one Beatrice, uh, quote unquote, from Annabelle. Ah, yes, the scene mm-hmm. was so sweet. Betty saying everybody's hearting this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty saying Catherine reminds me of Edna Mode from The Incredibles. She and Baby Jack Jack have a special bond, just like they do. And Claire, they do. I love that. You're so right about that, Betty. Operation Godmother, Ashley said, mm-hmm. so. just so beautiful. And I love the fact that she quoted Dante to her. I just thought I it was too. so special. Thank you, so. Annette. Um, Thanks, Annette. She has to run. Have fun at Walmart. Be safe. <laughs> Um, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. And after that beautiful quote of the Dante and has, as Gabriel was saying uh, and recognizing those lines, mm-hmm. I, I love the way SR wrote, wrote this. Then as unexpected as a cloudburst at a picnic, Julia began to cry <laughs> and, and chapter. You know, and you can see that too. You can totally see that. Absolutely. I mean, I think I can remember one night 
after uh, my son was born. The uh, right after I got out of the hospital, my 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 auntie Catherine um, had me wanted me to come stay with she come mm. stay with her for a few days after I you know got out of the hospital because I had had a C-section and um, so I was like you know. Jim and I talked about it. We said, okay, we'll do this. And there was one night that I can be, remember I was very, very emotional because I was having trouble with breastfeeding. And, you know, it was, it was frustrating for me, which I'm sure was frustrating for the baby as well. But she, she said, it's okay, Pam. It's okay. Here, drink this. And it was a glass Aww. of warm milk <laughs> with vodka. Aww. With vodka in it. <laughs> with vodka. <laughs> Of course, there would be vodka in a pan. <laughs> in vodka, we trust, right? In vodka, we trust. I, you know, and I, except for one glass of champagne at New Year's during that entire pregnancy, you know, yeah, I wasn't drinking. No, you know, you don't. Right. And right. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, I was like, oh, okay, nicely. And, you know, it kind of relaxed me and everything like that. But, yeah, so that, that was... You know, it it's all part of the territory after you have a baby. The hormones this rage. Is, this is true. Place. And I just, I thought actually his description was so spot on. Like a cloudburst at a picnic, Lori said. I love that. And I did too. I love that turn of phrase because <laughs> that's how you feel. I, and I could totally see that happening oh, yeah. um, with a newborn mother and, and being overwhelmed by just that joy and love that's in the room and the surprise and just, oh, it's overwhelming emotions. Um, and I can totally see it. Um, and I say hello to Ellie, who is joining us from the West Coast. Good morning. Hi, Ellie. Good morning. It's really early there. So I'm happy you could join us. Um, and you can check uh, the chat room. We had put some links in and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Claudia noted she's struggling reading La Vida Nuova. Yes, it's not an easy thing, but I can I, only uh, imagine what it's like reading it in the native language, which is very exciting. Awesome. Yeah, um, Claudia, it does take a bit. Um, I also had a, co uh, a copy that had the video or uh, audio audible with it. And when I read it, and it was a lot easier being read to me than reading it on my own, although I did, mm -hmm. and it was, it was just, it made it a little easier to understand, I right. think, so. Well, I, um, I, as I'm looking at the chat room, Betty actually said she was wondering if maybe Julie was also upset that she didn't think of quoting Dante to Claire, and now Catherine and Gabriel beat her to it. I think that's an interesting take, Betty. I, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't way. think of it either. Um, I think she was just <laughs> overwhelmed with everybody, and Finally, like it, I think it's like that first day you're out of the hospital and you're not in a hospital where it's a regiment, you're scared. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got this baby now. I mean, I can remember with Patrick, I did not give Patrick his first bath. I had my aunt do it with me because mm -hmm. I... You didn't want anything to happen. You didn't exactly. want to do it wrong. You didn't want to drop the baby. I know. It's like, oh, all those things go through your head. Um uh, Betty's questioning the vodka and the milk. She said, well, I thought it was milk with honey. You know, and Lori <laughs> says, it doesn't sound good, but it helps with breastfeeding. I, you know, Annabelle's I, it was, heard of brandy and milk. It was, and 
how did it taste, Ashley? What it was fine. I mean, I knew that there was an out after I drank, started drinking it. I knew that there was some alcohol in it, mm-hmm. but I think it was vodka because my aunt usually had uh, gin or vodka in the house. I know she had a lot of <laughs> liqueurs in the house, and brandy was one of the liqueurs. But um, I, you know, it. That's what I think it was at this point in mm-hmm. time. It was- well, and Betty says, I can imagine freaking out during those few weeks. Well, and you do, and you get through mm-hmm. it. And, and Lauren says, <laughs> Lauren, our mixologist, mm-hmm. um, she says, I mean, if you add Kahlua to the vodka and milk, it would be a white Russian. And That's that true. great. That is true. Uh, <laughs> milk and vodka alone sounds like a bad idea to me. It, well, I you think know, at the moment it was probably just what Pam needed. Probably. But, you know, and I'm not one for warm milk, to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to heat up milk, I want chocolate in it. <laughs> so it's a hot chocolate. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, my aunt, being the wise woman that she was, um, was uh, was the one that did it. And it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. So that's that's what was important. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well... I just think it's a great, I love the way they ended the scene. I can't mm-hmm. wait to get into chapter four to see what happens next. Yep. Um, and I'm, uh, I, I can't believe we're all, almost at the, the next uh, halftime. So sorry, we went longer than we usually do. Ladies, we, um, time goes quickly when we're having fun. Um, <laughs> As Betty says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Cheers, baby. Milk well, for baby and special shot for mommy. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know, my my aunt also said that, you know, the the uh, alcohol would get into the breast milk, which I know the pediatricians say. And she said that should help the baby sleep at night a little bit, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> so I did not make a habit of it. But uh, I think the next time Patrick had any kind of alcohol was when he was, uh, his molars, when he was teething. Mm -hmm. Because he had us up for about three hours one very late night Mm. that I remember so well because I was visiting my sister and one of her neighbors yelled out their window, could you please shut that baby up? And I think I got a little bourbon. I rubbed it on his gums with my finger. Yeah. So that's 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 a very old school. Yeah, yeah. So thing to do, anyway. rubbing on the gums. Good night, Susie. It's midnight in Adelaide, Australia. Um, hoping that you have sweet dreams. Yes. And hoping everyone has a safe and wonderful weekend. Um, Ashley, I'm hoping to join them resume. Um, it's, it's been a little challenging the past couple weeks for me to get on, um, because of family obligations, but I, I'm going to try today. So we'll see. We'll see what goes. Um, happy weekend, everybody. Yes. Enjoy. And, and Pam, what are we, uh, heading out with? Today? We are heading out with the little honky tonk woman, women. <laughs> That's all of us, right? That is all of us. <laughs> Why not? It's a great exercise song, too. Anyway, (laughs) that's what I used to do at the gym. So anyway, here we go and uh, have a great weekend and we'll see you all next week.